And welcome everyone to Films of the Women of My Life. My name is Brennan and joining me tonight is Nicole. Hello. Hello. Just Nicole and I on tonight for Carrie. Carrie. 1976's Carrie. The old Carrie. Uh, I had never seen this before. Uh, I was scrolling through on Hulu. I have a Showtime one month free trial right now and it was on there and Nicole was like, oh, we should do Carrie. And uh, had you ever seen Carrie before, Nicole? Um, I never saw the full movie, but I am aware of some of the plots of this. Some of the some of the pieces. Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, are we Carrie. are we going to announce that this is first the first drunken movie that we did was Shazam since, since Shazam. We've not the yes, second not, drunken. We've been drinking heavily the entire evening, so we Nicole was inspired to get right on the mic. And, is this? Uh, is this? Uh, this is Carrie. Uh, Carrie White, a shy, friendless teenage girl who is sheltered by her domineering religious mother, unleashes her telekinetic powers after being humiliated by her classmates at her senior prom. Uh, it's the whole movie. It's the whole thing. Uh, I mean, that's it. It's pretty much it. I mean, it's you know, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, we usually do the the major streaming services, Netflix, Prime, or Hulu, or Disney Plus. But this is on Showtime. So if you have Showtime, you can go check Carrie out. If you have any interest, before we spoil it. Even though that that trailer pretty much does, or not trailer, that synopsis pretty much does the whole thing. So. Uh, Go check it out if you have any interest. We're going to spoil it fully now. We rate things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, so, we start the movie in the shower, and and all the girls are running around in steam, and Carrie is like 16. I think, I think uh, you have to give the, the full picture. Like, they're in school. Well, yes, they're in the gym locker room. You didn't school. say that. Well, I mean, back in back, it's okay, fine. J- uh, high school locker room and there you go. Uh, high school locker room, and uh, Carrie's in the shower, one of those communal showers, and she starts having her period. She's sixteen, played by a twenty-seven-year-old Sissy Spacek, <laughs> and uh, she's never she's never had her period because her mom is a crazy religious person who we're gonna find out throughout the film. What is uh, that? So she, how does that? How does that happen? How does what happen? First off. Two questions. First off. Two part question okay. to this. How come mm-hmm. every person that plays a teenager from like the seventies to like the early two thousands is like a twenty something year old person? Um, get around child labor laws. Uh, you want it to be maybe more appealing to an old an older crowd because like someone who I mean maybe the teenagers would go see Carrie, but this is probably targeted more for a a college-aged, twenty-something-year-old crowd. So maybe you want the characters to look more like an older people. And eh, they just did it back then. They didn't have children. They still do in it now. Big roles. Yeah, but it's not quite as absurd. I feel um, like Zoe One Hundred and One was like uh, supposed to be uh, like a thirteen-year-old played by like a seventeen-year-old. Well, those weren't. I mean, she might have been a couple years older. This she's literally Sissy's basic was 27 when this movie came out. That's so crazy. Tw- and it's totally when they filmed it. Grease vibes, which is when John Travolta comes into this movie. He's totally always playing 
something younger than what he is. All right, John Travolta is 22 in this. This is his second film ever, probably one of his biggest ones, his biggest one before Greece, which came a few years later. Um, But that has nothing to do with the plot. The plot is Carrie is not popular, and they make fun of her for for not knowing what her period is, and the teacher feels bad for her. Uh, the gym teacher and punishes all of the other students and then this the popular girl gets mad at that and she schemes with her boyfriend and their friends one of which is john travolta and they're gonna play a prank on her at the at the prom Uh, and meanwhile carrie has to deal with her horribly overbearing religious mother played by piper laurie and she also has to sell kinetic powers so uh i was gonna say telecommunication powers so uh telekinetic powers that's really the whole movie. I was surprised at how little actually happened with the plot. Uh, but, Nicole, what do you think of the plot of this movie? The plot is so simple in this, honestly. Like, in the beginning, we get the whole in-school, you know, shower scene where she's very embarrassed that she has her period for the first time, which I will never you know discourage anybody for getting their period later in life than somebody else like that's just how human bodies work so i'm not going to say anything about that but i will say something about how the other girls are treating her during this and it's so sad to see and it really pisses me off but that kind of like leads into the rest of the film of, of how carrie is treated by the rest of these girls like they're all dogging on her the whole film and it's like what the fuck is wrong with these girls like why are they so rude to her and you know i really wish that carrie's powers or whatever you will say were more heightened during the whole thing they're very subdued like we see her powers totally until the end you know it's very minimal like her powers are so like lax and the whole thing and you know her mother is very religious and she has all these like feelings towards religion and the whole thing and just to see carrie's feelings toward it they're so small it's so it's so weird like i feel like if he was going if stephen king was going towards the route of having this movie more like religious forward in terms of like how spooky it would be or if like there was something that was supposed to happen with like the spirituality of things like it didn't go that way till the end the 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 middle the middle part of this was so boring in that sense there was nothing happening um so uh, before you go i mean you said stephen king i didn't i didn't give hardly any background about this this is well based on a stephen king story uh and it is directed by brian de palma who has made many 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 films um well it's it's... important to say that this is a stephen king novel that's that's moved into a film because you know i think this is our no matter what time period adaptation we've done on the show we've done all yeah i mean no matter what decade or no matter what time period you're discussing discussing in a film there's always going to be a stephen king novel adaptation somewhere down the line and i mean it's just it says something to him that his movies can be transported into film you know but this one in particular the film 
I'll be honest, I haven't read Carrie. I don't know. I don't know much about it. I obviously know the main things about this movie and I've, you know, seen the the pop culture references, but other than that, other than that, like this movie was really boring. <laughs> and the plot points that they're that they're sticking to in this don't hold up necessarily as much as other Stephen King films and plot points in those films. Um, I'm going to have to give this movie like a 2.5 for the plot because it's there, but the, the, the lengths that we have to go to, to get to the plot are like so overdrawn and, but with no excitement in them, it's just like, okay, this is there and you're going to watch it for a while and then we'll finally get to something after a little bit. But you need to go through this all this boring part before that. I'll meet you halfway in saying Carrie is half boring. Uh, The opening scene is like startling. It's good film. It's good filmmaking when I, when we get to the visual and sound. I think there's a lot of good visual choices in here. Tons, like gobs of good visual choices. Um, but once we and then there's some scenes I really like at the beginning. Uh, the principal office where the the gym, gym teacher comes in and the she's smoking and the the guy the principal's looks at the blood and he gets he like has that like oh period blood oh my i am old white man i cannot look at young girl period blood and uh you know th- and then the we have also at the beginning so and and the other scene was when piper laurie is for we first meet piper laurie who's the mom and she goes to the uh just like a neighbor's house or i think it's the teacher she is like a neighbor and she's given all her religious feel and it's kind of like typical but i like all that stuff at the beginning the middle drags Mm. a ton the middle drags a ton it does um I don't I, the, the the Carrie and her mom relationship. I don't feel a whole lot towards, and the high school kids doing high school kid shit. I don't I don't feel a whole lot. And then we get to the end when the prom night happens, and that is great. I think it, I think this is great till from prom night to the end. This is pretty great in different ways. Some of it's kind of bad cheesy now, but most of the prom stuff is really good. Um, so I, the, it, it drags and I, I think I, t- I said to you, like, is this like a short story this is based off of? Cause this is, there's not a lot of meat on the bone. It's basically, she gets her period. People make fun of her. Then they are like, Hey, what if we played an even bigger period prank on her? And then they do. And then she uses her telekinetic powers to fuck shit up. I can like, totally agree. That's with like you a 20 minute that, like, premise. The, the middle part is so lackluster and it's so throwaway that I wish that they did something more with the idea that she has these powers. The whole part in the middle is missing that. it's It doesn't have anything to do with her. It doesn't have anything to do with... Like, yeah, we spend a lot of time on the te- on the gym teacher and the other teenage... Yeah. Te- like the teenage bullies doing their, their yeah. shenanigans. But uh, I, I'm a little above you on the plot. I'm at a three because I think the highs are pretty high. Uh, but the middle is boring. But uh, let's talk about these characters because Sissy Spacek and Piper Laurie were both nominated for Best Actress and Supporting Actress, respectively, at the 49th mm. Annual Academy Awards. So this got some good acclaim there. Uh, what do you think of these characters? 
I love Sissy Spacek in this. I think that she does a really great job of acting as the odd man out in a high school setting. I think that she really plays a weird high school girl very well. Um, I'm very surprised to hear that the mother character is was nominated for something. The only reason oh, I say that... Oh, you don't think that, she's good? Well, no, I don't say that. The, the reason I say that is because she's not... To me, she's not in this enough to get a nomination for anything. Do you feel like she's backburnered in this? Like, I don't see her enough in this to even give her the time of day. I'd like more, but I, I, I like her performance quite a bit. Uh, what was, what else was up against this movie? Because if there was something else that had a character that was in it more than this, I can understand it because that character was not in this movie enough for me to give it recognition. Let's see. Jane Alexander for All the President's Men, Jodie Foster and Taxi Driver, Lee Grant in Voyage of the Damned, and Beatrice Strait in Network One. So that is obviously interesting. Deserving, I've only one heard of, of one of those movies, and you I only heard of Taxi Driver, and I love Jodie Foster. So maybe I would pick. Her. You never heard. You never. Oh, we got to do Network. Network is one of the best. <laughs> 70s film. but that network holds up so well if i can All say right. something about the supporting actress role of this i don't think i would give it to her i feel like the supporting would you give it to the teacher exactly the supporting actress in this is the teacher role i mean i know that stephen king novels are supposed to be like the the spookiness and like the out of worldliness that the the mom brings into this with the whole you know jesus loving spooky spiritual factor but i don't i don't focus on that i guess when i'm watching this it oh really my god ca- i just looked up so the actress that plays miss collins who's the teacher is betty buckley and uh and then, so she, and when they, they made this, when it came out, she would have been 29 when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. And Sissy Spacek playing the, the, is playing the high school girl, and she's 27 when this came That's out. That's crazy. So her, her and Sissy Spacek are two years apart. I mean, you can tell that the teacher's young, and you can tell that Sissy Spacek is old, but you I said the same thing about the other kids, too. The, the there, Well, I mean, and... that, that happens with, like, every high school movie, like... I, I, I can compare it to modern day and say, like, High School Musical was made by 20-something-year-olds. It's a, it's exactly what they do with every high school-themed movie. I think they've gotten I mean, a little better today. I don't think it's quite as... I think it might they can go two years up, not like... But you look at Grease, like, John Travolta in this movie and John Travolta in Grease. You can tell he's a 20-something-year-old man in each of those movies. It doesn't make any fucking sense. You can see it. Yeah. It's bothersome. It's bothersome. People like seeing older people play the TV. When you see John Travolta in this movie, do you think 16-year-old? No fucking way. You know know what it is? Maybe when they're... Because teenagers often, when they're shot and stuff, are shown in sexual situations. Maybe by making the actors older, it makes the audience more comfortable so they don't have to watch... 
16-year-olds, for example, blow each other in the back of a car? I mean, they're going to put these situations in there. I fucking better hope that they put someone who's of age in those scenarios. Anywho, the characters themselves that are playing this, I really like Sissy Spacek in this. Sorry. (laughs) I like her in this. I think that she really plays the part of a creepy yet sad character i feel bad for her but i can tell why other people find her weird but i don't i don't want them to i want her to be normal but she's not obviously her powers don't come through as much as i wish that they did they really keep it subdued they really keep it like Small. I gotta disagree. You you didn't realize the powers until way late. Like from the in the principal's office, she she moves the ashtray, and then uh, I see that. I see that. And the you know mirror. What? She breaks the mirror and then puts it back together with her mind. Uh, I she see does, it. She does. She does stuff. I see it, but it doesn't benefit her until when the end, when her mom is dead. Spoiler. <laughs> yes, we're in spoilers. I mean, the, she doesn't use it against her schoolmates, the people that she should be using it towards the most. Well, she's afraid the to because she's all well, god. Yeah, god but the people fearing. that have that have done her wrong the most, she she doesn't do it towards this guy that takes oh, she her on fucks the date up John to Travolta. the prom. She knows. Yeah, but- she but knows we- that that guy is fucking her up. She knows that the girlfriend is doing this all as a ploy. I I swear to God, she has to know that these things are all done as a ploy. I don't think the girlfriend was in on it, or the I, and I'm not even sure the guy was at the end because he gets hit with the bucket and he's down on stage. So I don't know if we know that he has to know that these other people are doing this prank. I don't get it. They're all best friends until what the very end when he asks her to go on well, the date. Well, she and does fine flip their car remember she flips their car and blows it up which is one of the funniest things in this movie is excellent it's so good uh i love it when she flips their car with her mind i don't remember that part was that in the middle because i must have no been it was at the end right asleep. after at, right after prom they were gonna run her over and then she uses her power she flips oh she uses her power to flip their car and it blows i have a whole we have flames. a whole dis- we have a whole discussion coming up about that scene so we can wait for that yeah. um I like the characters, I like the dynamic, but there's something so off about the way that the mom is presented with the supernatural part of it, and then everybody else. I wish that there was more supernatural brought into the everybody else category, because they just all seem like they're there until the end when we get the when we get the girl who's like the the girlfriend part who sees things in her dreams but everybody else is like just blah i don't know i'm having a hard time greeting this part um i'm gonna give it a three Mm. uh i i usually don't like sissy spacek or if i she's in stuff i like it just kind of makes me uncomfortable the thing, the things I think of her in are like well, that's Badlands. A good, that's a good way. That's a good reason for her to have in this part. Oh, she's cast correctly, but she always makes me uncomfortable. I think of her in Badlands, where she's like a runaway, kidnapped child who is forced to be like the boyfriend of an older Martin Sheen, and 
and then I think of her in uh, what was uh, straight st- straight story where she's like mentally handicapped and her character and in the bedroom creeps me out. She she always why is, is she always or... playing someone with a problem? I don't know, and she's getting she's not without is her problems her in this. I speculated that it could be that, but <laughs> but when but but when they're in like the prom scenes. It's the lighting and the filmmaking that make her look like, oh, she's the dream prom queen. Like, I don't think she looks uh, off-putting in those scenes because she's not supposed to. She's supposed to look like, oh, look, I've been accepted by everyone. Look at me, how great. And then we see all the, all the, you know, the things that are going to happen with the prank. But I think she's really good in this. She still makes me uncomfortable, and I don't think I like watching her. But she is doing what she's supposed to be doing throughout. Uh, and, uh, you know, y- y- you do feel bad for her. Um, I like the mom. I always like Piper Laurie. Uh, I, I do wish she had more, but I, I think she's, she's, she's hammy in the, in the best way. She's like, uh, uh, just slightly better than a soap, soap actor, actress, actor. Oh. But that's a good thing for me. I like some soap that's in my, That's kind of what it is, though. Well, that's kind of how she, how she, I don't know all of her filmography, did, but did I think they of write her it in, like that? I am perhaps the who's the writer of this the screenplay by Lawrence Cohen. I uh, heard that name before. What else did he do? I gotta see here. I I feel, I don't mean to cut you off, but like Tommy Knockers. Oh, he did the, the he did a bunch of Stephen King's direct TV things. In the terms of writing style, the only parts that are memorable are the beginning and the end. And well, the writing's bad. I say that I think the because, writing is bad. yeah, the middle is so forgettable. It has no quality to the writing whatsoever where you would remember it. Well, the middle and, is how you know the writing's bad because nothing happens in the middle. And in a good movie, when nothing happens, those are usually some of like those funny standout scenes. That, that's but, none of this. No, the standout all. scenes are the standout scenes. It's the it's the intro and it's the prom. The That's only the two things that people remember. Yeah, well, the even prom if you don't, even if you've never seen this, and I think that I said this to Brennan before we started. Like, I I don't think I ever saw this in full, but obviously, just as a, as someone who admires pop culture references and someone who knows big movie things and 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 um culture references like that i know the beginning and i know the end of this and that's all that matters even after watching it that's all that matters so i don't think any of the teenagers are particularly good any of the other ones and i don't think even even the teacher who i kind of like as a person in this i don't i don't believe her like i don't think that actress is really pulling it through to the to the point where or i buy it um no one else, I think, is really good other than Carrie and or Sissy Spacek and Piper Laurie. Good, I like on, the good on John Travolta for creating a career after this. But, no, uh, he doesn't even. Ha- I feel like he doesn't even. If it was somebody else, I you were mad that John Travolta was in this, and I'm like, this is his second movie. He wasn't even. He was Ugh. not a name at all. He was just some no, guy. The reason I was mad about that is because John Travolta kept getting cast as teenager f- uh, people. In his early career, when he obviously isn't a teenager. Yeah, but they all are. That's the thing. Everyone, everyone is for Greece, all the way through the nineties. 
we did the Power... You weren't on, but the Power Rangers movie not too long ago. And of those six Power Rangers, one was 18. And the rest were in between 20 and 27. Ugh. And they're supposed to be high schoolers. That was in the 90s. That was, you know, 15, 20 years it's, after this. It's so still that, a it's, continuing... It's, it's still a continuing issue. I don't think it's as bad today. I think it's a little... I think today. that it is. I mean, if I don't you think you see at, a twenty-six-year-old play at like, anymore. Even if you look at like the the boy bands of today, I can't think of the one where um, they were on Nickelodeon and they were all teen, supposed to be teenage boys, and I don't think that they were. Big time they were rush. Be, maybe they had to be all in their twenties. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only Nickelodeon teen I boy band. I have to look it up because. Wait a minute. I have to look I don't, because they're all I don't think 20s. it's as bad as it used to be. I think I think it's still there, but like I think it's less less common. But that's enough on the the characters. I I'm at like a th- I think I'm at a 3 because I don't think anything other than our lead and our supporting the two they got nominations, which I think Big I Time know. Rush. Big Time Rush. Big Time rush. rush, that's what I said. Yeah, Big Time Rush. So there you go. You said that? Pretty sure I did. Oh. I mean, they gotta be all in their 20s, and they're all pretending to be, like, teenage boys. That's exactly what this movie is, and any movie that is from this time period that uses people John Travolta's age to act as, like, 16-year-olds, it freaks me the fuck out. It's not cool. I don't like it. (laughs) What about the visual sound? Do you like that? So, I'm I'm kind of... (sighs) comparing this to Misery. We just did Misery, right? couple let's, months ago let's just compare for a second because that's the only logical thing to do in my mind okay <sighs> misery had such wonderful visual and sound aspects to it where they took a woman her own age group infatuated with something and blended it together in carrie we have a teenage girl group right teenage group infatuated with something which is embarrassing carrie and a bit they, of a stretch here but all right it's I'm not it's not though this is exactly what it is it's a it's a group of girls who are looking to embarrass carrie because they think she's weird so they go out of their way to find something to do to her which is make her prom queen and douse her with pig blood that's exactly what this is it's the same thing as carrie she is infatuated with an author and finds any way to get him to stay in her life misery anything to stay in her life that's the exact same thing that's happening uh that's a stretch it's not, and I hope somebody fucking backs me up on this because I. <laughs> you're think saying you're saying they're similar because they both want something. They're both people <laughs> that are infatuated with something so ridiculous I don't, I don't that they think... will find any way to do it. They no, found no, no, a group. No, no, no. no, no, no. Shh. They found a group <laughs> no, of no, people, I... John Travolta and the guy and the girl, whoever it was, that went out to the pig farm to get pig blood in order to douse Carrie with it. And so much the, so... It's the motivation. The motivation's nothing found, at all. They made enough people at the prom pick Carrie to be the winner of prom no, queen. No, they stuffed the so ballot she, box. Okay. They had their own motive to do this they had their own like 
infatuation with making Carrie embarrassed enough to a, get it's up just there. It's an elaborate high school prank. That's not the same as 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 what Kathy Bates does in Misery. Kathy Bates is more like a grown-up version of what Sissy Spacek's character could become. Oh, I don't agree at all. Your only I do compar- not your agree only comparison at all. is that is that the high school kids want to embarrass You know her. what Kathy I'm Bates most annoyed about? Someone. You know what? what I'm most annoyed about is huh. that the Carrie the Carrie character and the, the mom character, character the character and the mom character do not mesh at all. I do not get the whole. Ho- okay, can you fucking shut up and let me finish? The f- <laughs> fucking ca- the character of Carrie and the mom do not mesh at all for me. I don't get how we're getting the horror factor from Carrie out of any of this. It doesn't make any sense to me. I get that she has this superpower of something, but the fact that they're going to take it as far as saying she has this, like, spiritual, God-given power where she can see whatever she's, whatever's happening, and, like, the Jesus on the cross is, like, ooh, at the end. Like, I (laughs) fucking don't get it and it angers me i am mad right now (laughs) that they're trying to say that the mom has influence over carrie's fucking powers at all carrie does carrie obviously has nothing to do with this spiritualism of this she hates it she doesn't want to be any part of it you can tell that from the beginning she does not want any part of this spiritual god you're get you're sinning because you have your period you're sinning because you're this and that and the other thing she hates all of it i feel like she wishes her mom was dead like i don't well she does get, kill her i don't get the connection from the beginning to the end of the whole part that they're trying to give Carrie in this. I I must be missing something because I just want Carrie to have her own story without the mom. Like I wish the mom part was completely obsolete out of this whole Well, you thing. need the mom part otherwise we don't understand why Carrie's weird. Why? Because if we have the first 10 minutes and you're a regular teenage girl and you come running out of the showers, grabbing people and screaming when you've had your first period and you're 16, I don't think the average teenage girl responds that way. Is that what you I'd did? Rather, Do you know anyone who ran out, I'd of, rather, the, out I'd of the rather locker room screaming that, and rubbing their period blood on people because they didn't I'd rather, know what was happening? I'd rather take that part out of the film in general and have But Carrie, that's one of the best scenes in the movie. I like, get visually. that. I, un, it's, I understand. It's not... I don't want to say it's the best. I want to say it's the most memorable. Well, it's the, the most, the most iconic. It's iconic, but... Is that really what we want Carrie to be? <laughs> it's, Is that it's what a you want Carrie acclaimed, to be? It's a critically acclaimed film that's been remade and quoted and, and parodied. Ugh. and I, I think w- the formula... Cl- it's bothersome. So- because I don't want the mom to be the, any part of the star of this. I want Carrie to be the star of this. She deserves it because she has gone through so much fucking shit at school and all these people that are so rude but, to her, I want her to have her vengeance, and I don't want do- them. I don't want the mom to be any problem. part of it, though. 
Well, she gets her revenge on the mom, though. It's not like the mom That's wins good. or anything. I, I'm glad about that, because the mom fucking sucks. So what do you give the visual and sound? Is that what we're talking about? That's what we were talking about. Did I even, did I even say anything about that? No. I don't oh. know what you said. <laughs> um, I, I appreciate... <laughs> I appreciate the visuals in this. I get it. I'm glad that they showed the part in the beginning about the period because, like, it shows how controlled Carrie was throughout her life. And, like, oh my god, I have my period. I'm sinning. I am being this awful daughter and awful. All right, the woman beginning doesn't god. make sense unless the mom is there. I get it. I'm giving my opinion. I wish the mom wasn't in this because the mom sucks so much. I'm glad she dies because she fucking blows. Anywho, total iconic scene with the pig blood. However, as <laughs> However. you <laughs> as you notice throughout the scene, the blood becomes more prevalent, and they didn't even show that when the pig blood was falling on her. It was just the, like the amount of blood that's on yeah. Carrie from shot to shot is. <laughs> inconsistent occasionally. It really is. It really is. It's something to see. I wonder if people noticed that when this movie first came out, but I totally Oh, not when it first This came out, what, 45 years ago? Back then, people... People were probably like, oh, blood! People didn't didn't notice that stuff. Nowadays, you can pick it apart, but it's a a different time now. But it's not as horrifying as other Stephen King adaptation films like from his books well what's this what's the scariest stephen king movie for you that you've i seen? love like we did this and i love misery so much i think that it's a i think it's scary because it's something that you can put yourself into and be like oh my god this is like scary um stalkerish things this one <sighs> The the overall, like, spooky factor from the mom doesn't give me enough vibes to feel that. And also the teenager vibes of, like, the guy who asked her to prom and the girls that are all behind this. I don't feel that as much. I feel like it's total fake. I don't think that anybody would go this length to embarrass somebody. I don't. I don't feel it as much. Well, that's the old school, like like the old high school bully way. Well, is like all right. Well, let you me look ask at all the you. old films. They have all these bullies doing giant, crazy, elaborate, mean. Well, let pranks. me let me ask. Everyone you Everyone points and turns and laughs like a comic book. Like it's that's. You I know, get that's, that. Yeah, I get that. But we were watching this, and I know that for a moment we talked about the guy that asked her to prom, and. We said to ourselves, do you think that that guy was in on this? And what do you have to say about that? Well, I I didn't think... I thought he was in on it. I thought he was in on it and the girlfriend... His girlfriend wasn't in on it. The girl who originally felt bad for making fun of Carrie and wanted to be like, Oh, here, go to prom with my boyfriend and that'll make you more popular and that'll make me feel better and you and you know it's she was trying to do a nice thing and the boyfriend i thought was you know in on it with john travolta and and other mean girl who i don't know the name of and they were gonna go and do the thing and then when the actual thing happens you know she's behind i guess we're in visual sound did you give a rating before i go into my rating oh um no i didn't uh 
God, I don't know. That's not my strong. That's not my strong point of the movie. Um, two point five. So the girl. So we're we'll talk about this prom. The prom scene where it's it's crazily lit. The lighting and like the camera move moving is very slick. There's like a really long spin sequence that I really like. Uh, the whole prom scene is shot great. I love I love the prom scene. It's really good. Um, and when we f- see the bucket of blood tied up to the top, we see the two hooligans underneath the stage and the te- the the gym teacher in the audience and the girl who gave up her prom her boyfriend to be Carrie's prom date. She's behind the curtain. We think at first. Because we we both didn't think she was in on it. We didn't think the girl, the other no. girl, was in on it. And I, then I it looks like she, don't she looks that, like she's scheming. Yeah, but I don't think that the date is in on it either. Well, no, now I don't. I don't think he like this. And you know, we we sound stupid. There's probably answers to this in like the book or whatever. Like, there's probably an original text that tells you who was in. I on it, who I will wasn't. read that after the fact. But just I watching Carrie's this, not from, my favorite Stephen King but, story. But but just watching this on our first time, I feel like our points are very valid in how we feel because even if there is like a background story to this. You need to watch this first to even get an idea of what it is. Well, I'm pretty, I think, I think you and I, I don't know, I, I'm probably pretty close to a, a no opinion of Carrie as going in as, as possible. Because all I know about Carrie is the blood, the the prom scene. That's all I knew going in. I knew the period And what stuff did I, I say to you? I know the beginning, they're all naked in the dressing in room the dressing at room. school. Yeah. And I know the big blood scene. And I didn't and see. that's it. <laughs> I didn't see the remake. I did not read the story. Is a lot a of the, like, like. Yeah, there's a remake. I, oof, I have not heard good oh, things. I don't know about. But that. like when we did Pet Cemetery, I know Pet Cemetery like the back of my hand. Pet Cemetery, I know really well. It and uh, Doctor Sleep and Shining and uh, Green Mile, Shawshank. I know all these stories pretty well. The original book as well as the movie. I know nothing about Carrie. I know nothing about the story of Carrie, and I know nothing about the original movie, and I don't think of the remake. So I went in as close to blind as you can be, and it's. It, it's conf- the, the prom scene part is confusing because you don't know if the boyfriend is in on it. If the boyfriend's in on it, at first you think the girl's not in it, and then she's, it looks like she is because she's behind the curtain, and then she sees the bucket, and you're like, oh, wait, she's not in it, and she's going to go stop it, and then I the gym teacher pulls her is. away. Well, I didn't think she is at that point, but like I was going back and forth in that whole scene, which is a good scene where they shoot to the blood bucket, and they shoot to all the different people in the crowd. Uh, I, that's a good scene, and I that's another thing. Brian De Palma... He's got good visual style. I like the way his movies look. Um, his what makes my, that a good scene to you? It's tense. Uh, it. I don't know who to trust in the scene. I don't. Even though I know what's going to happen, there's just genuine surprise on the the mechanics of the scene. Uh, I like that it is pretty long. I think Brian De Palma is usually too long in his scenes, but when there's a tense, good scene that's built up for the whole movie. It should be long. I like him milking every second of the, oh, she runs down, looks at the cord, looks back down, looks over here. Then we look at the teacher. Then we look at Sissy Spacek. Then we look at the boyfriend. Then we look back at her. And then we see the silhouette of the hands pulling the rope under the thing. And they get, I like how much cutting there is and how slow that scene is. It's underrated to build a scene that like that where we see all the different pieces moving and we see them one at a time slowly going. I don't want to see that a whole movie, and that's why I don't like his movies in general, because it is too slow in general. But when he gets to the when you get to the big like aha like money shot moments, 
that's the good stuff. And I think that is prevalent in that. And then after that happens and Carrie goes apeshit and starts using her telekinetic powers and everybody, we get some funny kills. We get some crazy explosions and, and then the car blows up. Like we get just some good, like almost schlocky level action. And I think all that's really good. So I think the prom scene works in every way from a technical filmmaking aspect of trying to build tension and create character development in milliseconds and create genuine suspense, even if you know what's coming. And then also give you those money shots of boom, exploding fire, fireball, uh, electrocuting people, uh, fire hose spraying everyone. I think it strikes the balance of just pure popcorn entertainment that's built to in a correct manner. I love the prom scene. I don't remember any of that. You don't remember the prom scene? What do you remember in this? <laughs> you remember the parts you hate? Basically, what I remember out of that scene is she wins the crown and of course she gets the the blood Okay, between her. her winning the crown and getting the blood dumped on her, th- that 90 seconds is some of my favorite stuff in the whole movie. That is a, such mean, a great sequence. <sighs> I wish it was better. I'm not going to lie. I'm go- I will be totally honest with this. I wish it was better because well, then let's we, do, all, let, let... we all know about this scene. We all know the pop culture reference of Carrie getting the blood spewed over her at the prom. And they the buildup to this is so... It just takes away... The climax, like, you already know the blood is going to spew. You already know it's up there, ready to pour. And it's like, oh, this isn't, this isn't exciting anymore. I already I don't, know it's going to pour agree. right on her. I don't Why? fully agree. Because I think the whole prom scene is tense. It's good. I think I it builds agree. correct. I don't It's agree not good. All. The middle is not good. The middle is boring. Them collecting the blood from the pigs is boring. And the, the gym teacher Look, making let them me go tell out you what. I boring. don't even remember the scene of them collecting the blood. I remember the scene. I know. I had to tell you over and over again. pouring of the, the blood. blood. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that, that we already know the blood is sitting up there because we see it shaking as the girl is tense. Um, after she's like, you know, thinking about pouring it, I hate that. I just want it to fucking happen, and we show it. No, that's the tension. Up that's there. the exciting no, part of the movie. That's filmmaking. It's not. It is. I don't care what you say. I disagree. It's not exciting. It's it's like anticlimactic at that point. I'm like, fuck. I already know that the blood's it's fully. Up there. Cl- it's the definition of climactic. It builds to a climax as opposed to just the happening. most. The most exciting part of that is that the boyfriend not the boyfriend the date gets freaked and he goes into like passing out shocked mode i was he gets hit he gets hit by the bucket what i told you that we 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 just want he gets hit by the bucket the the blood bucket falls and hits him in the back of the head and you even said would that really knock him out oh i don't remember that this happened 45 minutes ago he was a part of the whole thing I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know I don't if the boyfriend think that he was. was. I don't think Me neither, think but that's that because the bucket hit him and knocked him out. That's why everyone came and like was gathered around him while Carrie was And I don't bold, think bold, that the girlfriend of him was either. The girlfriend definitely wasn't. Well, that's the most exciting part to me is that girls who were rude to her in the beginning 
select people that were rude to her in the beginning were not in on this and I, that's well, what her, i fully really. believe on just the girlfriend really the girlfriend okay. of the prom date that that's the most exciting part of this the rest of the well, people she is in the final scene so we can get to that in a second but the rest of the people that were in on this all the girls that knew this was going to happen that switched the votes that made sure that they had the pig blood the girl, the girl with, the with the hat on the yep yeah. I mean, that was the most annoying part of this because it was so, like, you already knew it was going to happen. Nothing was exciting about it. The most exciting thing was that the guy got knocked out. And I'm so confused about what you remember. It's like you remember every 20 frames of the movie. Like, you remember, like, what it looks like, but you don't remember, like, what everyone did. Because, to tell you the honest truth, it's boring. <laughs> It is boring. It is not exciting. So when you're looking at the screen, your mind is just wandering elsewhere? Usually. Uh, well, now I understand Jess a little better when it comes to old movies. <laughs> I've, I'm When I'm watching, I'm, I'm like always... What it even when I'm been. not looking at a screen, I'm listening and I'm getting more information. Like I'm just always no. absorbing the film information, you know? I'm wishing what it could have been. All right. And well, then, I give the visual and sound a four, or like a four, or maybe even no, a four or five. It's very. I have to, you gave it a two five already. Yeah, I mean, if we, even if we're looking, I know we're talking a lot about this. Uh, I'm trying to get us to the resonance and feel, so we can we can conclude. But you have to quickly re- remember, there's more to this movie than this prom scene, which is this whole mom thing which is completely lost and boring and sad in the sense of it doesn't mean anything so here here's the mom scene here's the end so we're at the end here after the prom scene happens and she blows up she she fucks the whole prom up with her mind power she blows up the car that that uh chris and billy we haven't even said their real names in the film but chris and billy i don't even Bill care about Pearl, this and she Blows their car. She overturns it and explodes. She goes home. She scrubs herself clean in the bathtub. And then uh, then Margaret, the mom, reveals that she was raped by the father to have... To have uh, what? To have Carrie. That's, how, that's what Margaret was saying when she was like, oh, I slept with the man, but we never had sex until one oh, night. And he got so drunk this. and he raped me. That's what happens. And then she says, sin never dies. And then um, she stabs Carrie with the knife. She, she stabs her, throws her down the stairs, and she's going to come dramatically, soap opera stab her. And then Carrie starts levitating all these different sharp objects in the kitchen and they're flying at her and stabbing her and she like Matilda. gets like Matilda I suppose <laughs> I was thinking more like well in the end she's crucified <laughs> like Jesus she got the she's got the sharp objects in her just like the Jesus <laughs> in the cabinet with the arrows in his chest and the two things in his wrist and hands nah. and, and the mom dies Margaret dies and then and then the house starts on fire and imploding uh, on itself. Uh, and then sometime later, the other girl, the girlfriend girl, Sue, again, we haven't said her name, Sue, the survivor of the prom. She's dealing with the, the trauma. She has the nightmare where she's uh, grabbed by Carrie's bloody hand. And then she wakes up screaming with her mom's comforting her. And that that's the end. That's the end of the movie. So, residents of Fiona Nicole. What are your final thoughts? What what else do you have? It sounds like you still got a little bit of juice left. What else you got? 
I wanted to like this movie so bad. I really did. And I did like it in the beginning. And I liked the setup. And it just took a turn completely off course of what it was in the beginning. We had a high school drama in the beginning, which is usually fun. Like, I'm not going to lie. I like high school themed movies. I think that they're interesting. And I looked it up. The guys from Big Time Rush, when that uh, show came out, were all 19 or 20. So older, older, (laughs) but they weren't like crazy they weren't 26 <laughs> they were 19 or 20 i never watched that show anyway just well i'm say. just saying you know just, <laughs> i get what you mean but you know, just, i had yeah. to fact check it <clears throat> um <clears throat> i like high school themed things high school musical is my shit just to say I but know, anywho, watch that. anywho this movie in particular started off pretty strong and I'm like, okay, this is going to be cool. We're going to have a girl who has these powers who can influence what happens to other girls who bully her and blah, 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 blah. And then we have the spiritual religious mom influence into whatever happens and I'll tell you what, in the middle of this uh, movie, I was so fucking bored, I couldn't even watch it anymore. I'm like, this is awful. Well, we had a backup movie in mind. I turned to you halfway through because you were so bored. I was like, do you want to review a different thing? And you were like, no, we'll just keep going. I'm like, all right, if you're going to be able to pay attention. And it sounds like I had to give it a chance because... Barely able to... I had to give it a chance because we have, it's so hard to say because there's such a stigma around Stephen King movies where you, I feel like you either love them or you hate them. No, Stephen and, King made like five or six good movies and he, and then 50, 70, but it's okay. bad ones. It's okay because the person that loves Stephen King will love anything that he makes. And like, I love the corn four. I love some of Stephen King's movies, or, you know, adaptations, and there's some that are so weird and terrible, and I unfortunately feel like this one falls into that weird, doesn't make sense, annoying, stupid category. (laughs) You haven't Um, seen some of his... Uh, you haven't seen That's okay! You haven't seen what I've seen, man. There's some bad stuff out there. But this might be the beginning of that it just doesn't make any sense and the fact that this has be this is is identified as some sort of cult classic film doesn't make it's got like it doesn't make any i know it does and it doesn't make any fucking sense to me it's boring it is so boring and i have to give it like a three generously for overall resonance and feel because i wanted to like it so bad but You're some it of the three because of the cultural relevance i wish that this would carry over into carry carry over into now because <laughs> i want over. to like it but i just i i can't i can't jump on a three still a pretty high grade for such such vitriol it could be worse but it could be better I like this mostly. Um, I don't like. I like the first twenty minutes. I dislike the next mm, forty minutes, and then I like the last forty minutes. So 
that equals to an hour of liking and 40 minutes of disliking. That's that's above that, that's above the meter. And the stuff that I like, I like the stuff that I like more than I dislike the stuff I dislike because the stuff I dislike is just like general it's just gen- I watch you, you don't watch as many old movies as I do. Old movies are bad. Like a lot of them just don't hold up. Some like, a couple do and those couple that do are like really special and you go back and visit them because they're awesome and they hold up and they're and they're amazing. You know, we, we've gone through movies in the 70s, 60s, 50s, not on this show, but like in general that are, are excellent. And this isn't excellent. This it doesn't hold excellent. up. No, it's not excellent. It doesn't hold up. But the parts that are like culturally like, oh, that's an important moment in film history. I believe it. I watch this and I'm like, I get it. I see. I remember I put myself in where films were at that time. And like this would be special. The ending of this would be special. The themes, which we have harped very little on, you know, the general womanhood, bullying, uh, Christian value, hypocrisy. I get that. We kind of left all that in the dust in favor of a more traditional film technical review. But it, it, you know, 76, it just was a different time. This would have been very special in 76. And I, though it doesn't hold up like another 76 film network, which I will definitely have to force on this show at some point, because that movie is absolutely oh, network is so good but like there are some movies back then like that that hold up in every way and this doesn't hold up in every way but it holds up where it's supposed to hold up uh my residence to feel is like a four it's solid it's not oh. a cl- it's not a classic the parts that are bad are bad but i was expecting that i'm I, what I'm, my head right now what really i'm pleasantly su- what i'm surprised at is how much i actually didn't like appreciate it wasn't an appreciate like oh i'm watching an old movie and i appreciate how far we've come no i enjoyed the end of carrie i enjoyed the whole prom scene i had a smile on my face i laughed at a couple parts even if you're not really supposed to like just over the top explosion like stupidness Mm -mm. the 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 cinematography is very good like there's actually some value in carrie um and if we're we're at the end here are you going to recommend it nicole I've been shaking my head the whole time that you've been talking, and the reason I'm saying that is because if you can put yourself into what you felt during watching Misery, which is a review that we've done so recently. Well, Misery also came out 15 years later, the movie. Well, how do you feel about something like Misery as opposed to something like um, Carrie? And the reason I say that is because Misery is... A closed-ended movie. Carrie is so open-ended. And it all depends on how you feel about a film. Do you appreciate open-ended movies where you can build your own ending or build your own sequel or do whatever you want? And that's what Carrie is. Something else like Misery, which is something that we've done before that I liked... That has a closed-ended response. Like, you know Uh, what happened in that. I disagree again here. Why? Uh, In Carrie, Carrie dies. Carrie dies in the rubble. In Misery, we think Kathy Bates dies, and then we see him hallucinate at the end and see Kathy Bates' character in the thing, and then we see, oh, it's not actually her. That is, though well, closed, okay. more open. The end of this, I don't think, is very ambiguous. She dies. Maybe her spirit or her ghost or the trauma haunts the one girl. But that's about it. I think 
Carrie is pretty open and shut. That's interesting that you say that because I don't I feel, feel like I don't have I'm, any lingering questions after Carrie. I get. I it. feel like I'm saying what you're seeing as what I'm believing. Like I, I think I'm saying what you're seeing as I'm believing. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of misery, you can see that there's. It's him at the end, and he thinks that she's dead, but he's, you know, he sees that next chapter of it happening, but I feel like the chapter is closed from her. And this... I feel like the book is closed. I feel like both I don't even are... know what the fuck is happening at the end of this, because I lost interest, to be quite honest. I know you did. That's why I was trying, I was trying to keep you in paying attention. You guys have some tendency to... To veer off of the details when the Look, film starts, to I am lose all for learning about Stephen King's ideals and how someone interprets them into a film because they're very open ended anyway. You know, this, like this or The Shining, what have you, can be interpreted in any way that you want it to at the end. Like, I 100% appreciate that. I think that is beautiful. But this movie was so fucking boring that i don't care what happened at the end i don't care who was alive i don't care whose viewpoint this was from i don't care if this was spiritual or if this was telekinesis or if this was a dream i really don't give two fucks so i'm gonna give this a not recommend i think it was horrible (laughs) And I hate to say that because I don't want to say that about things You worked like your this. way up to a horrible. I really did because I wanted to like this and I really wanted to see this. And it doesn't hold up towards what I expect from Stephen King movies that I like. This was not as good and it was, uh, I don't like it. And I'm going to give it a not recommend. I can't wait to do more Stephen King and Brian De Palma. Again, Brian De Palma is the director. Stephen King wrote the novel this is based off of. So he, like in most of the movies that are based on things he made, he gave the sign off to make it. And that's usually where his involvement ends. Sometimes he has cameos, but he didn't write the screenplay. He didn't direct it. So he made the story, not the movie. Uh, It's Brian De Palma film. I... I like enough of this, a, a good chunk of this. Wow. Uh, this is we've we've this is our fifth Stephen King movie we've done on the show. It is miles ahead of Pet Cemetery, the one we did, as well as the. And I the haven't original. seen that, so who okay, knows the original. How I would okay, feel. the remake is terrible. The original is also not good. This is better than both, I would say. Uh, I think it's better than it. Chapter two, sue me. It chapter two, not that good. It. The first it pretty good. It I haven't not seen good. either of those either. <laughs> I know you don't want you don't watch as much Stephen King as I do, or I guess it's Je- okay. Jess what I like is what I like of Stephen King. So, but this isn't as good as Misery. Misery's I will give you Misery is better. It's unquestionably better. Uh, there's lots of Stephen King I like more than this. There's also lots of Stephen King that really sucks, and I don't like the adaptations. So this is like upper middle pack. Like it's not in the top tier, but it's like above the average. Uh, I, I wonder absolutely... what we would have uh, thought if we saw this when it came out. Oh, we'd because love it. We'd love it. But You'd I feel like to. there's so much open-endedness and the the what I'm well, feeling maybe... right now and the plot is so gray. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe you just wouldn't have liked movies back then. Or maybe because your simulation senses would be so low, you wouldn't know better. Because back then, TV was garbage. There was no internet. So, like... 
your senses would be craving something interesting. I think if you were in 76, you'd love Carrie. I know I would. I I give this a recommend. Probably. A, a, a solid recommend. And that's with solid. 2020 GOG. A solid recommend. I think if you're a horror fan, you should watch this. Stephen King fan, Brian De Palma fan. Those are all wow. fairly large umbrellas of film fans. People like all of those things. Uh, but I think even the average viewer, if you can get past old shit, if you're not like, you know, just going to get past old shit. Everyone has their problems with older shit. It's dated. It is. It just happens. But I don't think, I think the bad parts of this are clearly dated and the good parts hold up well did enough to enjoy. I don't recommend? You did. You did. Yeah, so it's one recommend and one non-recommend. For Carrie, it is on Showtime if you have any interest. Again, we usually stick to the major streaming services, but I have a temporary trial of Showtime. We were trying to fill in some time. Uh, We had uh, to scramble with the schedule. We'll talk more about that in a later episode, probably about the recent scheduling conflicts. But um, coming up, we've got more more, uh, streaming to do. If you have anything to recommend to us, please do, because clearly we are just getting drunk on Saturday nights is when we're recording (laughs) this and just talking about Carrie. I don't know. We were... (laughs) <laughs> the steam. I, I, I could like. Talk I like the drunk episodes because you know what we can we can be our true selves. There you go. This I'm is not trying to selves. impress anybody. Listen, if you don't like what the fuck I have to say, then get away. But if you like what I have to say, this is this is me. This yeah, is this what, is what I, I. This is what I believe. That's right, listeners. This is what I live with. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> films with the women in my life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore Pod Host. Twitter at Films Women Pod, and you can email the show Films with the Women at Gmail dot com. Again, send your suggestions to probably my to the email or Instagram. That's where I'm. I will I'm, do them all. You. <laughs> I already know your shit. You recommended this. You recommended this. You hate it. I didn't <laughs> recommend, the, recommend this. This movie sucks. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> All right, well, we're, we got more. We got more streaming coming out. There is going to be some more theaters reviews. It sounds like in the near future. We don't know what we're going to be doing ne- next. It's going to be based on availability. Uh, but stay tuned. We're going to try to stick to two a week. We'll see what happens. Thank you, Nicole, for being on and recommending Thanks. this. So next <laughs> Suggesting. Time, Sorry, suggesting it and then <laughs> trashing it horribly. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.